podcast slash um facebook live today where we're going to just be doing a introduction of what it takes to be successful after incarceration you got to switch the camera a little bit homie yeah you had it in a better when you first jumped on and i just want i just want some people just to know that it's not an easy task that's good right there brother it's not an easy task for when individuals transitioning back into the community after incarceration. So with that being said, like I said, this is my brother right here. I met this brother years ago in Allendale. Um, I call him Dutch. He's known as Gary. Um, and that's just because when I first met him, man, he was he was an aspiring rapper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think he still rap. I thought he was one of the best lyricists that I met when I was in prison, man. And I, and I remember hearing him. I still remember the lyrics. I ain't going to say it, bro. Uh, I remember the lyrics that he shared when he was in prison, you know. Um, and I was like, yo, this dude is talented, you know. So, Gary, without further ado, man, introduce yourself to, to everyone and let them know who you are. And we'll begin there, brother. Hey, respect, brother. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me, man. No problem. As as a lot of brothers know, my name is Dutch. Um, they know me. A lot of people know me as Dutch, but a lot of a lot of you guys know me as Gary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was young, did something stupid like a lot of young people, and found myself in a position where I was regretting my decisions. Um, didn't understand my value just didn't realize who I was, what my purpose was in life, um, thought I didn't have any value, honestly. Mm. And a lot of young people that I talk to now grew up in the same situation, but um, was sentenced to 15 and a half years in prison for carjacking, kidnapping, armed robbery, nothing to be proud of. I was completely ignorant, stupid, mm. um, ruined some people's lives. And, and, and I was listening to your podcast the other day and you said something real powerful and it made me think, you said that forgive you were talking about forgiveness Mm -hmm. and you said that the whole time you felt that you were the victim yeah and you didn't think about your victim and how your actions affected their lives and the lives you know the lives of the people that they love you know their loved ones and and that's real powerful Mm -hmm. and like i said i i did some terrible things um damaged some people's lives ended up in prison and unlike a lot of brothers I came to the conclusion early on in the county jail that every decision that I made had led me there. Mm. I couldn't blame anybody else. I knew that it was my decisions that led me to prison. Um, Not my mother, not my father, nobody else. And at that time, I just wanted to be a better person. I didn't want to leave prison like I came in. Mm. So by the time I met you, man, I was I was kind of. I was a little different when I came through the when I came through the prison doors. It was like, I, it was different for me, you know. Yeah. It was about growth. It was about yeah. development. It was about um, it was just about being a better person. And yeah. you and Malik, you brothers, man, showed me something that was totally different. And make a long story short, as you know, came in rapping. Eventually realized that I had other talents and other gifts. Started writing books, started writing plays, started teaching African study class, roster class. And um, it kind of went from there. Came home after serving 12 years, written two books that are out now. Mm. Got about four in the cut. (laughs) But yeah, man, I mean... 
I just want to, and we're going to get into talking about your book, but I just wanted to um, just like unpack some of the stuff that you're talking about. Like so many, when we were in prison, um, that was in the late nineties when you came to Allendale and it was like so common for so many people when they come to prison, they come to prison, not really prepared to embrace the transformation. They was not ready to prepare to have that paradigm shift and to take ownership you know, you was blessed, one of those individuals who came in already mindset ready. And that was one of the things that I, I acknowledged about you when me and Malik Rasanjani um, used to speak about you a lot of times. Like, yo, this brother right here is not like, not like a lot of us who we come to prison. It take us five years before we get our minds right. You already came into prison with a real clear vision of what you wanted to do in prison. So it's truly a blessing to this day, man, to see that you have continued to walk that walk, man, after serving that many years in prison and still out there doing Thank well. Um, but one of the things we want to talk about is, is like in, in your book and in my book, we talk about ownership, taking ownership for the crimes that you committed. You know, that's a very key component to transformation. Rather you're in prison or you're not in prison is taking ownership for that. And share a little bit about how, how valuable or how important it was for you to take ownership for that crime that you committed that began the process of you bringing about change while you were in prison. I think that's that's key man taking ownership is key and it's like you have to accept responsibility for your actions and that's whether or not you've been convicted of a crime whether you've run a business and it's not it's not successful whether you have a marriage and it's failing yeah. the first key the first step in growth and development and going you know just moving forward is accepting responsibility you first have to acknowledge where you are and when you acknowledge where you are you're left with the question how did i get here mm. now you can point the finger and you can blame or you can just accept the responsibility and say hey i screwed up yeah. i messed up yeah. now it's time for me to move forward so accepting responsibility taking ownership of what you've done mm -hmm. frees you to move forward Un until then you can't move forward you're trapped i remember i remember when i was sitting in prison man um it took me like i said you was blessed when, when i met you you was already there for me entering into the county facility when i was in the county jail it was no ownership and it took me about it took me about four to five years man before i really came to the realization that i was not the victim in, in committing that crime, murder. I was not the victim. I had someone else that was impacted by my decision. And it took me a minute to get there. And, 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 and you can recall sometimes inside of that prison environment, it was easy for me to gravitate to anything that will help me justify why I was the victim. You know, we would read history books and we would say, oh, the white people, you're the reason why I'm in prison, the justice system. We get it. Don't get me wrong, not minimizing that there's some yeah. people inside of the system that are unjustly placed there. They're, they're, they're actually innocent of a crime. Yeah. But for me, I remember yeah. when I was sitting in prison, it was like, man, if only way that I can really bring about some real change is that, man, I got to take some ownership for this crime. You know what I'm saying? And I have to, and that ownership yeah. unlocked that door to allow me to bring about a lot of growth. And I started seeing value in myself. And, you know, and like you mentioned in your book, how important it is to have value when you're stripped of value inside of prison, man. Speak about that. How, how important it was for you to find your value, even though you were defined by a prison SEDC number, clothing, and so on and so forth. You know, and you know what's crazy, man? Um... By the time you reach prison, that's just the maturation mm. of bad thinking and, and to get there. Mm. So by the time you get there, that mentality that you have, that lack of self-esteem and value, 
all that does is influence your actions to lead you forward to getting you in prison. Once you're there, that's the culmination of having these thoughts. So for me, I, I, for me, the key, the key was understanding that I was here for a purpose and I was here for a reason. Because most of the brothers in prison and sisters in prison and young people on the street don't have hope. Hope stems from understanding that you're here for a purpose and you're here for a reason, that you have destiny. I remember, uh, quick story, I remember a young guy came by for an air check, you know, and where I work at, and I walked out there and I I went to assist him, and he had this look on his face and he was down, he was depressed. Yeah. And he was probably 18, man, and I was like, hey, man, what's going on? And he was like, man, it's hard, man, it's hard. And I could identify with the look. And I told him, I I said, (laughs) it was hopelessness. Mm. I said, look, bro. I said, you're here. I said, you ain't being here in and of itself. You're a miracle. Mm. Just being here. You know how many sperm cells attempted to reach that egg? Yeah. And you were successful out of millions? Mm. You have greatness within you. You just have to tap into it and hold on to that and acknowledge that. So for me... The first thing was understanding that God had me here for a reason and here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Then it was understanding history and culture and realizing everything that I had been taught mm-hmm. was a lie. Because as you said, you know, a lot of brothers hold on, they read history books and they blame it on the white man. That, you still have to accept responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. But also, you read history and culture to learn truth, not to be a walking, talking book. Mm-hmm. But the lies you've been fed, you have to, you have to, you have to disassociate yourself with the lies. And the only thing that you can replace with the lie is the truth. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when I began to understand that, okay, my ancestors and my people are the fathers and mothers of civilization, I have a duty yeah. while I'm here. And that's to contribute to the advancement of civilization. I can't just be here taking up space and doing nothing. So it was like, I understand that God had me here for a reason and a purpose. And then I also understood that from my legacy as a black man on this earth, it was my duty to understand my history, understand my culture, and to reach back and assist others and help them move forward. I just want to acknowledge, man, um, there's a lot of people on here, man, but I want to tell this brother Jeff Henderson, I don't know if you read his book called The Cook, you know, uh, when he was talking about, man, I just want to tell that brother there, man, I remember reading this book, man, in prison called The Cook, um, where he came from selling crack to becoming this big chef in, in um, Las Vegas. Just want to tell you, man, I got much respect for you and just to show you the power of books. And we're going to get into that right now about how important it was for us to find books with these inspiring stories. For Jeff, I remember watching him on Oprah, and I was like, damn, man, um, this brother was giving us game while we were sitting in prison learning how to prepare for the success after incarceration. You know what I'm saying? I remember he was talking about so many different things. And I want you to speak about how valuable reading and books were for you. Because like I said, I remember um, mentioning Jeff, man, um... I never even, it's crazy that I'm, me and him are friends on Facebook, but I remember sitting in this cell reading this man's book and watching him on Oprah and like, yo, wow. I gotta like lose weight when I go to an interview, you feel me? Because he talked that stuff and we didn't have a lot of people really talking about how how to be successful after incarceration. So speak about how valuable books were for you. I know books for me 
you already know yeah. I, I I spend money on books yeah. versus eating. You know what I'm saying? So speak about the how, how valuable that was for you, man, when you was in prison, reading and even to this day. Yeah, that that was powerful. I mean, for I, I probably went for at least I know at one particular time like six years and I didn't watch TV at all. Mm. All I did was read and all I did was study. Um, in 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 my book, Mind and the Diamond in You, you probably can see it behind me. But yeah, I got I got it right uh, here, brother. I got it right here. <laughs> you got it right here. A must read. A must read. Family and friends. A must read. This is why I wanted this brother on, and I'm going to be interviewing others, you know, on, on this. But this brother right here, this book, is is a book that I truly believe that needs to be in the hands of so many people. So shout out, brother, to this book. Tell us about that as you go through it, man. And and the the, the thing in that book, there's a I, I talk about the chorus. Um, a lot of us sing a chorus of incarceration. Mm. And what the chorus is, there's always uh, there's always words being spoken. You're always speaking to yourself. Mm. Now, whether the words that you're speaking to yourself are words of positive of positivity, yeah. words of encouragement, or whether they're words of negativity, there's always a chorus playing in your head, and you have to be aware mm. of the song that you're singing. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, what it's going to do is that's going to be the thing that's going to keep you confined and keep your potential and your genius trapped in the jail cell of your own making or it's going to liberate you. So slow that down, man. Slow that down, bro. Slow that down. That right there was heavy because not only people inside of prison need to understand it, but people on the outside need to understand it. That chorus in their heads, man, that self-talk, that self-defeating thought, Man, could you could be free and still in prison. You see what I'm That's saying? Right. You can still be out here living your life, living in a nice lifestyle. But if your thoughts, that chorus in your mind can have you still confined, man. So that's that's a powerful statement, brother. Powerful statement. Go ahead, man. It, it, it's like it's, <laughs> it's crazy because you know it's like that's what ties music together. Before mm. we know the before we know the chorus, before we know the the, the verses, we know the chorus, yeah. and it's the first thing that we catch. It's the first thing that we sing, and we sing it all the time. Mm. And I like to give an example that if, for instance, you make a mistake, and immediately you respond with, "Man, I'm stupid. I'm dumb." Mm. That's a chorus. Mm. If every time you look in the mirror, and all you can see are your flaws. Backed up by that small voice. Mm. I hate my skin. I hate my lips. I hate my hair. That's a chorus. Mm. If you if you have a dream and a goal and you want to strive to reach that, and then you find yourself saying certain things like, "I'm too stupid." Yeah. They tell me I'm not good at math. Nobody in my family has ever done this. I remember my grandma said I'm gonna be like my father. Mm. My cousin said I'm gonna be nothing. That's a chorus, and you have to replace that chorus with words that reflect your greatness. Daily affirmations. Words of encouragement. You have to, Daily man. You have to. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, reading and studying, uh, prayer, meditation, memorizing scripture, mm. all of that stuff strips the old person away mm. and helps you create a new person. And everybody who's successful has done it. Mm. Tony Robbins, when you read his story. Les Brown, when you read his story. Gary Vee, when you read his story. Everybody in the world who's successful, Oprah, when you read her story, Mm. had to speak words of encouragement to themselves and strip themselves of negative thinking Mm. and change the chorus. I agree. So that's... 
I agree with you, man. I, I fully agree with you. Now, like I said, and this is this is the power right here. This is that power when we talk. Like some people say, man, how how do you guys survive prison and you get out of prison and you are doing the things that you're doing? Like you said, we had to like literally strip ourselves of of the negative talk that we gave that we have then spoke over our life for so long. Like you say, we were in prison before we went to prison because of how we spoke over our lives. So with the same thing that you did is the same thing that I remember doing in prison. But for me, it was the powerful thing was one day I was sitting in a cell and I could not for years, I could never look myself in the mirror. You know, I could never look myself yeah. in the mirror. And I remember that moment when I finally made that contact in that mirror and I looked at myself and all of the, the chorus in my head, like you stupid, you, 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 you ignorant, you ain't going to be nothing. Nothing. you're gonna be in jail for the rest of your life I remember like something came over me and just like put like a blockage a block over my ears and I and I started seeing myself in prison like this I was not concerned no more about what people thought about me I started speaking life over me you know for so That's long right. I, I was I was I was I was that person to say oh I couldn't read or write but now I'm starting to tell myself I can read and write. I'm going to challenge myself and get a yeah. GED. I'm going to challenge myself to get education. I'm going to challenge myself. So that man in the mirror or that person in the mirror, when you start speaking truth to you, man, that stuff transform you. But many people, right. don't know, they don't want to go to that level to tap into that thoughts and say, how do I script myself of all these self-negative thoughts and become empowered? And that's the thing that delivered me and you and so many other individuals out of prison is that when we script ourselves with that negative thoughts, brother. So I'm hey, with you on that, a, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's another key to that too, man. Mm -hmm. um, um, when you think of a seed, right? When you think of a seed, a seed has to be planted in the right soil. Mm. If it's planted in the right soil and it receives the proper nutrients, the proper oxygen, the proper water, <coughs> it can fulfill its destiny and become whatever it is, mm. a tree, uh, uh, whatever it is, corn, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what happens when you place that seed in a wrong environment? Mm. It can't up? blossom and it can't bloom. Mm. That potential that seed becomes the prison to its potential so what does it have to do it has to be replanted in the right soil mm. now a lot of people a lot of people when you think about replanting moving into a different location we were in prison mm. so what had to happen certain people had to be moved out of our lives certain things had to be moved mm. out of our lives television radio all of these distractions i remember the hardest part for a lot of people is going to be signing that bill of divorcement mm. from that friend because facts that is a that, facts that's a, I that that right there you you the, the the key is you have to separate yourself from friends that act like weeds they mm. steal your energy and they choke the life out of your dreams these are the people that you have to move away and facts, i remember bro. i remember when i first got locked up and and, and I started reading and I started studying and I wanted to grow. I used to move with certain people mm -hmm. because I used to rap. So being that I used to rap, that <laughs> brought me in the vicinity of hood dudes. Mm -hmm. It brought me in the vicinity of a person that I used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would be in the room with these guys and I'd be rapping and they would respect me. But they still do their thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was like when I wanted to go to another level. They didn't want to go to the next level. Mm. So when it would be like, hey, when they would come to the room and they say, hey, yo, we got a cipher going on. 
come on up. Yeah. Nah, bro, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Nah, bro, I'm good. And I remember one of my partners literally got pissed at me. Yeah. And was like, yo, you think you too good for us now? Yeah, yeah. You can't hang with us now? Yeah. And he would, he would say certain things. And it would, I would just tell him, like, yo, man, it's not that. I'm trying to, we both trying to go to say, we both trying to go somewhere. You trying to go from the East Coast, I'm trying to go from California. Mm-hmm. Now, we may get to the same destination, but I'm going about it in a way that I feel go get me there faster. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, it was it was like, it's crazy. If you want to grow, one of the hardest things is going to be signing that bill of divorce, man. Mm to those friends in your lives Man. because at you, you 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 at the end of the day you can't be nasty about it yeah. you have to be respectful yeah because because ultimately when they see you grow to that next level you're going to be the person that can ultimately pull them yeah. up they're going to re- where they need to be at they they're going to respect you and, and like you said man I think for me like you said when I I remember when I was in prison man like I said I remember I, I was broken um, and I started speaking life over myself. I started telling, instead of saying I'm stupid, I started telling I'm an intelligent person. I'm this, I'm that. As a man thinks, so is he. And I remember reading that yeah. book by James Allen. You familiar with that book? You know, how, how our thoughts yeah. manifest. And I remember I made a decision. I said, because God was like, man, you got a life sentence in prison. You should be acting this way in prison. You should be wilding out, stabbing, and F the world, F the prison. And I was like, man, yeah. listen. And, and they started speaking that, but it's like, I started deafening that out. And I remember, bruh, I remember the yard was open at this time before you came here. It was like in the late, early 90s. And I remember all my homeboys was at Allendale. They was on the benches when the yard was open. They was drinking their prison wine, smoking weed, knives on them. They hustling weed, hustling crack, coke. They doing all this stuff in the joint. Yeah. And I did, and yeah. I hung out with them. And, you know, I done a load of that stuff, too, when I first went there. But I remember that day. When I got up and I was like, yo, man, I got to do something different. And my homeboy, David Brown, he's always telling me, he's like, yo, bro, you got to do something different. You got a life sentence. You got to be different from everybody else if you ever want to be free again. And I remember crossing that yard one day, going to the education building to get my GED. And all my homeboys looked at me and laughed at me. And it's like, bro, you got a life sentence. You ain't going to never get out of prison. What an education going to do for you? And, bro, when I tell you that stuff, like, stabbed me in my back. You know what I'm saying? But that was yeah. like, when I was able to sign, I stood my ground for the first time in my life. And I reclaimed my yeah. life. So that's like when that's, you're signing that's that. What it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. You reclaiming <laughs> your life because baby. for so long. Yeah. We've been allowing others to determine our destination, even though we had yep. God knew what's in us, but we allowed others yep. that weed to to destroy our our future. So when yep. I decided to say, man, I'm gonna reclaim my life again, and I'm gonna start making decisions for Lester, not for 10, 20 dudes who going home before me. I'm like, I got a life sentence, brothers. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. when it, that's when it started mattering your life. When you when you take ownership and you reclaim your life, you take you reclaim your life, man. And say, I'm gonna live for me. I'm not gonna live for the thousands of people who are gonna laugh at you when you fall. They're gonna be out of prison because a lot of them left me when I was in prison. Never sent me nothing. If I would have followed that crowd that led me to prison, follow that same crowd when I was in prison, I would have never be able here. I would be here today. Talking to you on a live Facebook and not worrying about the CEO yeah. knocking on the door out of contraband that I got a contraband phone. <laughs> so yeah, so I agree that's with real. you, and that's, and that's what we gotta remember. And this is what the keys to my success is all about. Like 
when we talking to people, whether you've been in prison or not in prison, it's like you can learn from our experience. And that one experience is, is again, understanding the power of your thoughts, understanding that you have to make a decision in your life to separate yourself from those who want better and those who don't want better. You know, and, and when right. we both made those decisions, our friends, those who, who laughed at us and criticized us, they came to respect us. You know, they came to respect yeah. us because they was like, man, yo, let Khalid, man, yeah. he got all the books in the library. You know, yo, don't mess with that brother right there. He's going to spend all his money on books. You know what I'm saying? So I, I fully agree with you on that, man. Share a little more about this book, man. Um, We right now with um, one of my best friends. Uh, I met him in prison years ago. In prison, I met this brother, man. Um, his name, AK, at the time was Dutch. You know, I still call him Dutch because, you know, that's what it is. But it's out of respect and reverence. But... This brother, when I met him in prison, man, he was he was different. He was a brother that wanted to do something different with his life in prison. And I remember me taking the time to say, man, read a book. You know, we was always about encouraging yeah. each other to read books because books for me yeah. in prison unlocked so many things for me. You know what I'm saying? That's why like, I wrote my yeah. own book, man, because like I was mentioning earlier, I remember reading books by Nathan McCall, Jeff Cook. Uh, Joseph Robinson, these individuals who've been, who had the same similar lifestyle that I once had, how their books changed my life. And I'm like, man, yeah, I want to write a book that will change another person's life, you know what I'm saying? And you wrote this book right here, and, and it's a powerful book that I truly believe that everyone who's, whether you're in prison or not prison, understand Mind and Diamond Within, you know? So share a little more about that, man. I, I honestly, you, when, when it comes to this book, Mining the Diamond in You, mm -hmm. A Journey of Reinvention and Transformation, yep. my idea, my thoughts on that, right? The diamond in you, that's your potential. That's your genius. Mm. France Fanon says something that I'll never forget. He, he says, yeah, he says, each generation must, out of relative obscurity, discover mm. its mission fulfill it or betray it mm. each each generation that precedes us that comes after us came before us they must first out of utter darkness not knowing anything at all discover their mission mm. fulfill it or betray it mm. in order for you to truly discover your mission and fulfill it and betray it you have to know who you are mm. knowledge of self is key yeah and knowledge of self encompasses more than understanding history and understanding culture. Knowledge of self encompasses understanding those things that could get you off your game, those things that could put you on your game, how to keep yourself motivated and focused, how to generate that fire within yourself. All of that comes with knowing who you are, knowledge of self. And once you have that, the next step is realizing your purpose and your destiny. What, what, are, what are your gifts? What is your genius? I believe each and every one of us has genius. Mm -hmm. That's that innate ability that accompanies all of us when we come into the world. You know, uh, Evan Carmichael says it's your Michael Jordan-like talent. Mm -hmm. Everybody has that. When it comes to mining the diamond in you, that's what you're doing. A diamond miner, you get this lump, this lump of coal, and that's all it is. But what takes place to turn that lump of coal into a diamond is the same thing that it took you mm. to go from that kid who couldn't look at himself in the mirror mm. to that man 
who became the E-Man of the Muslim community. And when you saw a young dude named Dutch come through the door, you pull him to the side and say, hey, man, read this book. Hey, come here. Tell me what you think about this this, this verse right here. I mean, this, this chapter right here. What's your thoughts on it? You did the work to become the person that you were destined to be. Modern and Diamond in You is about doing your doing the work because you cannot, you say something all the time. It's about trusting the process, but you can't short change transformation. You have to do the work. So Modern and Diamond in You is about putting in the work to develop yourself spiritually, mentally, developing your gifts, developing your talents. And once you have those that stuff developed, it's your job to give it to the world mm. because that's why you're here. Yeah. You're not here to hold on to that stuff. If you're living your life, no matter where you are in this world, doing whatever you do, if you have not discovered your gift and your talent, if you have not discovered your innate genius mm. and you aren't giving it to the world, then you're not mining the diamond that's in you. You go, you go back to one of the things that Les Brown always say. He says, man, when you look at the cemetery, you said, you know how many, how many, uh, people have died with that genius so all the talent is look what all of the yeah. talent right there inside a graveyard you know like all of the cures yeah. to whatever whatever we're facing in this world man is some of it is laying in the graveyard because people did not yeah. again as you mentioned and we mentioned we didn't we didn't we, we don't reclaim our lives we grow up we grow up allowing other people to dictate to us how we live what we wear what we do etc etc and we never divorce them and when we don't divorce them, yeah. we we suppress our our true potential, our true gift. So we live, as some would say, we live a very mediocre life because we never really maximize our true potential because we're allowing others to dictate to us what it is versus taking the time out. And this is one of the things, like I said, inside of inside of prison, prison has a lot of bad things in it. Don't get me wrong. But one of the things that I, I truly, truly felt grateful for is having opportunity, man, to develop the spiritual man. I was able to develop the spiritual man within me that gave me the courage to walk across the yard when everyone else was telling me that I'm going to die in prison with a life sentence. That spiritual man yeah. told me that I'm going to be okay. You know, when I was, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we, we know how prison breaks people. We see their mental emotional breakdown that people have but is that taking that time out to develop that spiritual man that i when i found that god when i when i found that that god my gift that god gave me was the ability to be able to communicate and use my, man that was it was game over game was over for me <laughs> my life sentence no longer became a life sentence you see what i'm saying my life yeah. sentence no longer became a life sentence it was game over because now i realize like, okay Man, I'm gonna live. Yeah. I'm gonna live this to the best of my ability and my purpose and my gift. And I was free for the first time in my life. I had money, had cars, girls, drugs, but for the first time in my life, I felt free. Yeah, I felt wait, free. Wait, yeah, you see what yeah. I'm saying? And that's, that's that's yeah. that's finding that spiritual man. When I found that. Yeah. I started like, I was on fire in prison. I was teaching, I quit yeah. jobs, and I'm walking around the units sharing and, and information with brothers like, man, stand up, man, I got a life sentence. If I can walk this yard every day with a smile on my face, man, you can yeah. too. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's that beauty, as you yeah. said, man, finding that spiritual man or that spiritual woman. When you tap into that, man, yeah. it's like you on fire, bro. Yeah, you're on a different level. I, rem I, re I remember when I just, you know, just meditating and, and memorizing passages of scripture and realizing that I'm here for a reason and I'm here for a purpose and then understanding that okay 
you got gifts, you got talents. And it was like, I'm in prison, but I was free. Mm. After, after, you know, like six years, I'm like, I, I had a different mentality. And I think one of the keys, man, is you have to have mentors. Mm. That's a powerful thing because when you have mentors, mentors see things in you that you can't see in yourself. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, you're looking at one particular thing and you got somebody that is a mentor and they can see a whole lot more and they can help they can help shorten that learning curve for you. Thanks. And I think that's a key as well when brothers who are in prison, who are making that transformation, some in physical prison on the inside and a lot of brothers and sisters who are in prison right now on the outside mm-hmm. some of the people that are around you that are giving you advice some of that advice is valid advice mm-hmm. if and i always weigh it this i always weigh it i always weigh it like this okay is it beneficial for me mentally spiritually physically will it harm me or will it well will it help me what are you getting out of what are you getting out of telling me to go back to school mm-hmm. you know wh- what are you getting out of telling me it's time for you to change your life and move away from those type of people yeah. and when you're around people like that that's key that that's like for me man it's, it's like you can grow by yourself yeah. but you're gonna grow much faster and much you're gonna grow much faster when you're around the right type of people. So that's like the, the beauty, like in prison, when we were in prison, that was the thing that helped me out as well. Like you said in your book too, how mentors, men who were in prison, this is again showing you the value of having a population of people that we should provide. You know, I, I, I advocate for Pell Grant restoration inside of the prison. I believe the individuals in prison should be getting yeah. opportunity to get higher education. And I remember they yeah. would always say is that we don't believe that Pell Grant should be given to people with life sentences. And I'm like, yo, I'm a man who, who, who was serving life and education was the thing that allowed me to be where I'm at today. And, 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 and for those yeah. education, for those who are serving long prison sentences, they become the mentors inside of the prison system. So exactly. these are the ones that become like you. You met Elder, like you mentioned, the guy Elder in the book, Malik, Ross, and John, and myself, and others throughout your journey. It was those men who showed you how to do time in prison, that that, that told you that it was okay to be a, a bookworm. It was okay to not be a part of the crowd no more. It's okay to start dreaming. It's okay to start tapping into your purpose. It's okay to start planning for your life outside of prison. And that's the value of mentors that inside of a prison system as well as on the outside with that. You know, we, we got a few minutes left. Yeah. I just want to thank everyone um, for tuning in to, to this live video. Um, we're we going to get a chance. We're going to be doing these pretty often. I just wanted to like highlight uh, individuals that I know personally that have been in prison with me and have transitioned out of prison and are doing well. Because in our society today, family and friends, we don't really hear a lot of success stories about individuals who get out of prison and doing productive things. You know, I think it's important that we add human value to individuals who who, who have served time in prison. We are human beings. We are individuals that have have made a transition out of the out of one of the most out of the most deepest holes and most darkest of places, we survived that that stuff for a reason. 
And it was not just based upon the SEDC, the prison policies. As the brother mentioned in his book, The Dime, Mining the Dime Within, we tapped into something that allowed us, that allowed us to, to discover strength. That even, even when we walk out of prison today, when jobs are telling us no, we still find a way to persevere when jobs tell us no, we don't hire those with felony convictions. We still find a way. And so it's important that people understand who are watching yeah. this live to understand that men and women who go to prison, they are geniuses. There are people who made mistakes, but they have so much so much to give the world and our community. And if you don't give us that opportunity, we have written books to, to leave the legacy behind that is going to drop the jewels for other young people and elderly people, older people to understand that change, redemption is, is powerful. Like on my shirt, you know, it says my personal journey from brokenness to healing. You know, we all are broken in a situation, man, but through education and through spiritual development and, and healing, man, we become people no longer broken. And when we're not broken, we don't want to hurt people anymore. You know what I'm saying? So with that, my brother, man, I don't want to hold up this. Um, We got like a couple more minutes and some people got some questions that they want to ask um Gary or myself. Please put it in the chat. You know, again, we thank all of you for tuning in. Please share this link. Um, we would definitely be on this live again. I'm going to be inviting different uh, individuals, as I said, who have who have been in prison. You know, I want to highlight them on, on, on my podcast. I want to highlight them on my on my live video. I want to shout them out because there's some great brothers and sisters that who are doing some great things, <coughs> who have taken excuse me, who have taken their knowledge in prison. And they have taken that knowledge they had learned in prison and came home and started businesses, who have started families, who are community advocates, who, who are authors of books. This brother Gary is the author of two books, and he said he got four more in the cut. I'm an author of a book, you know what I'm saying? I'm an author of, of several other books in the cut, you know? So it's just to show you that we are people of value. Um, with that being said, my brother, hey, man, um, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, um... There's something, this sister uh, named Olympia Lapointe, Lapointe she's a, she went from a failing student to a rocket scientist. She has a quote. She says that um, when there is an expectation on your life to do well, you adopt it, mm. you create it, you adhere to it. And I agree with that. Mm. But, when there's an, uh, but I also believe that when there's an expectation on your, on your life to fail, you adopt it, you adhere to it, mm. and you create that. Powerful, and powerful. What that... The repeat that again, bro. Repeat that again, please. When there is an expect, she says, <laughs> when there is an expectation on your life to do well, you adopt it, mm -hmm. you adhere to it, Agreed. and you create it. Yeah, and I believe the opposite is true. Mm -hmm. When there is an expectation on your life to fail, you adopt it, you adhere to it, mm -hmm. and you create it. Fact. That's the needed benefit of brothers and sisters who have fallen, who have stood back up. To go and speak to young people and speak to people who have fallen because that's your example these are you're looking at somebody who was in your shoes and now they're standing and they're stronger um i wrote this book called black multi-genius and the reason why i wrote this book black multi-genius is because one of the things that i realized as a young kid was that i didn't have examples of greatness mm. And I didn't understand what genius was. I assumed that genius was when you could score extremely high on an IQ test score. Mm -hmm. But genius is that innate potential that comes 
with everybody. Uh, Michael Jordan has genius. LeBron James has genius. Jamie Foxx has genius. Oprah has genius. These are people who don't score extremely high on IQ stores, scores, but they have something within them that they do relatively easy and very, very well. Mm. All of us have that. And in this book, the reason why I wrote it is because I was Googling black multi-geniuses and nothing came up. Mm. Wow. But I knew from my study in prison that there are numerous black multi-geniuses that don't just excel on one level, they excel on many different levels. Mm. So it was, I wrote the book because I believe that young black kids need to have a reference point mm. of greatness and to realize even though you're not scoring very high on this IQ test score and someone else, so, so someone else can validate your genius, yeah. you don't need that. Mm. You have it. And these are examples of individuals just like you who excel and operate in their genius. So, I mean, that's that's our duty. Our duty is to figure out what our genius is and to give it to the world. Brother, man, it was definitely an honor, man. Um, as always, man, I love speaking to you, man. It's my and pleasure, brother. When I when I was thinking today, you know, I was like, you know, um, when I put together this podcast and I said, you know, I want to just use use these 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 this technology to highlight people. You know what I mean? And I'm, I want to focus on on those who have been in the struggle. You know, so that those who are yeah. out here now who have never been to prison or or just just learning life again and learn and understand, man, that that you can be what you need to be. All you have to do is just, again, start making some changes, some fundamental changes in your life. And it first starts with changing your thought process, exposing yourself to different things, and you'll be amazed at what you're able to accomplish. Um, again, like I said, uh, next week, uh, I, I want to invite another guest on to come share their information. You guys can follow Gary. You can go to Gary's um, Gary Robinson on Facebook. Follow him on Facebook. I'll put the link in the, um, for his book. I'll put that link in, in the chat so that you guys, if you're interested in owning Gary's book, either Mining the Diamond Within or The Black Genius. That's the name of it? Black Multi-Genius. Black Multi-Genius. Yeah. Um, you go ahead and just put... not This one isn't out yet. Okay. Black Multi-Genius multi isn't out yet. Okay, so we'll but just yeah, go ahead be, and... It'll um, be out soon. Just go ahead. We'll put this one in the link. So if you got, you get a chance, you can order this book. As I always tell people that one thing that we understand is inside of a prison system, man, books transforms people. So this is why I like to tell yeah. people if you if you don't want to read the book per se, you can make a donation to purchase either one of these books, and I'll send it to Gary. If you purchase his book on my book, we will actually send one of these books to individuals inside of a prison system because the power of these yes. two books. Is like when they, when a guy in prison or a woman in prison see a book from either one of us, the first thing they're gonna see is like, one, oh, this man been where I've been. So they're gonna gravitate to this material different because yeah. we're speaking in their language. They, we speaking to their spirit. We're speaking to that that broken individual that is in there that want to be healed. So that's the power of these two books, you know. And I encourage you all who got a chance to maybe catch the replay, uh, whatever the case may be. You can sow a seed in, into these books by purchasing a book that we can send to an individual inside the prison system that we can help them bring forth transformation and put them in a position to win after their release. Again, again, my That's brother, right. I right. love you, man. I love you for everything love that you're too, doing. Man. I see you Tuesday night. Um, also on Tuesday nights, for those who are online, I host a Path of Redemption coaching session on Tuesday night at 6.30 on Zoom. 
If you know anyone that has been in prison or out of prison right now that want to get some coaching sessions and be around individuals that are that are talking some positive stuff that can give them some tips on how to be successful after the incarceration, please hit the link below and I'll definitely send you the link for the Zoom coaching session on Tuesdays at 6.30. Our whole intention is, is holding each other accountable. And this is one of the reasons why I'm holding you accountable. I wanted to bring you on live because this brother has so much, he has so much to give the world, but he, you know, I'm pushing him. You know, you got to have those, those vision pushes yeah. and I'm pushing him yeah, out to say, it. man, that you got to get out here and share the word. And, and with that being said, again, I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Gary, I send, I send you a text when we get offline, man. Y'all be blessed. Thanks. Peace. All right. Be blessed.